upon which fuck me so so hard how do i change it, it's all fucked up yeah all screwed up now this is all backwards for me Pollux the studio dogs is licking the goddamn floor for like 10 straight minutes now just going at it you're traveling through another dimension a dimension not only of sight and sound but of mind that's a signpost up ahead your next stop dark territory Phoenix West, the Twilight Zone episode review show. As must be obvious, this is a house hovered over by Mr. Death, an omnipresent player to the third and final act of every life. And it's been said, and probably rightfully so, that what follows this life is one of the unfathomable mysteries, an area of darkness which we the living reserve for the dead. Or so it is said. For in a moment, a child will try to cross that bridge which separates light and shadow. And of course, he must take the only known route, that indistinct highway, to the region we call the Twilight Zone. Hello, citizens. I'm Phoenix West. I'm Frank Links. Welcome to LIW, the Twilight Zone Review, episode 58. Today's episode is 222 Long Distance Call. Uh, debuted March 30th, 31st, whatever, I don't know how to read, 1961, and is by far the most psychopathic episode we've ever done. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, is this the, the most fucked up episode with the, with the biggest piece of shit character <laughs> so far or ever? I can't think of one who's worse. 7.7 on IMDb, and uh, I'm blown away by that number. Do you not like this one? Uh... I, I have mixed feelings about the, no, no, well, um, yes, no. I, yeah, I know what you're saying. I gave it a seven. I wouldn't go 7.7 because that's closer to eight. I wouldn't never give it an eight. No. But I, I, I appreciate the fact that it's, I can't name another episode like this. It's so goddamn dark. It is so it, dark. It, that's a Beaumont. So. It's, it's insanity. Because really what it boils down to is the most selfish piece of, piece of shit I've ever seen in any movie or TV show or even in real life. Like, she's a monster. Oh, and get this. The dad actually wrote this with Beaumont. Yeah. Good Believe that? This is one of the only episodes where the writer of it acted in it. Good to know. Good to know. This, did he... I have a question about... Um, the, the the dad there. I'm looking for his credit, but I don't see it in IMDb. Anyway. Um, this Bill Idelson. He plays Chris. Who's Bill Idelson? He's not in the episode. Anyway. Is it? No. Uh, I, can, you, can you answer this question about Chris? Did he have a stroke in a fire? Because I can't figure out what the fuck's going on with his face. I cannot figure it out. It is something going on there. Two things that are horrible going on at once. I can't quite pinpoint it. I think that's my only real, that's my going theory right as of yet. Any any thoughts on that? Um, 
Okay, maybe I'm getting too. <laughs> uh, you know what? I was so like, I, my mouth, my my jaw ha- was dropped for most of this episode. To be honest, there was like, it was like, my mouth dropped after she dies with the kid, like Holding right there. Her hand. Yeah. Uh, you know. My mouth was open that it was just so, like, he's got a gun, but, hey, a telephone. <laughs> yeah. A fake one. Well, his that grandma was... gave him that. Jesus oh, yeah. Christ. But, and you could see the internal struggle between, oh, boy, does does this old bag hate her daughter-in-law. <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't just try to kill her. I think she wanted to. I mean, she she pretty much like said that she took her son away from her. So now she has Billy, yeah, which is yeah. weird because it's actually her, you know, daughter in law's son. Well, I have some thoughts about that. Uh-huh. Uh, I have a theory that this couple, our, our main couple, has never fucked. Chris fucked his mom. That's that's her her legitimate son and grandchild. It, I can't think of any other reason for any of this to be happening. I mean, dude, um, they sleep in separate beds. However, it's okay to, uh, you know, have a a seven year old constantly try to commit suicide. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's go over the theory or the or the. Uh, I don't want to say plot points, but kind of the, the subject matter in this episode, because we're really dealing with some fucked up things here. We got a elderly sad person. Yep, just like a, 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 you know, a general sadness being around this kid all the fucking time, and he feels it. We got a, a checked out, I don't know if that's, I want to say the dad's checked out. He's kind of like a mama's boy, but we got some jealousy going on here with the mom. We got uh, over... Uh, she, she's uh, way too coddling of this boy. We got, you know, eventually we start to deal with kind of sickness and elderly people and, and uh, more jealousy with the presents get presented. Uh, no pun intended. The, we have, you know, fucking death. We have goddamn death in front of the child. We have to deal with, like, grief and, uh, and then weird, a weird denial because he starts talking to her on the phone. We have... Oh, my God. Was that awkward as hell? Yeah. We have so many things going on. We have like this marriage that's struggling because she's like still pissed at the mom who's dead. So there, she keeps like having to go. Okay, that's your mom. I'm sorry. Like, like how many times should you do that? Like, okay, you're right. I'm, I'm being a piece of shit. Um, and then we got you know suicide, child suicide. Yeah, uh, uh, you know the the accent of the grandmother was interesting. An interesting choice. I can't figure out why she's Hungarian and nobody else in the goddamn family is. They're the whitest fucking people ever. I know. I mean, it's like, it's like, dude, uh, you know, white America's 1960. And then you got this refugee from (laughs) the Czech Republic. (laughs) I, I don't get it. Maybe when they're in Hungary, there was a house fire and the kid had a stroke while he's in the fire. And they're like, we gotta get, we gotta get Chris out of here. So they fled to America. 
to raise his dipshit family. I don't. I I can't figure it out. And first of all, let me. Can I ask you this? The whole premise of this episode is that the mom, the grandmother, wants to kill the grandson so he can be with her in in the fucking void, wherever the hell she is. Because sure, shit isn't heaven. If if that's the fucking point, and and she wants the grandson because her son was taken away by his wife, so she lost him. This bitch is living with him. You have him. Your son's still goddamn right there. You're living with the motherfucker. What more do you want? That's the closest you're going to get. Otherwise, he's inside you. In which case, you're going to make another one of these grandkids. I, I don't... <laughs> I, I fucking hate this lady so goddamn much. Well, you know, I mean, just like... Uh, uh, dude, um... We keep getting upset. <laughs> like, like uh, Calm I'm, down. I've never down. stuttered like, so uh, much in an episode because it really pisses me off. Like, here's... Okay, so sentence number six. All right, go ahead. Yeah, here. Um, <laughs> oh boy. A telephone for us, Billy, for you and me, so you can always talk to Grandma, even when she's not here. Anytime. I'm from Ohio. Good. Go ahead. Hello. They're in the same room. Hello. Is there somebody who wants to talk to Grandma? It's me. Who are this you? is the face she's doing the whole time. I know. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> Thanks, Grandma. It's Grandma. <laughs> yeah. I'm from Cincinnati. Yes. Billy, throw yourself in front of that Chevy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Be with Grandma. <laughs> I don't think we need to go over the, the storyline at all because it is really the Grandma dies and then the Grandma talks to the kid on the phone trying to get him to kill himself. Literally trying to get this fucking five-year-old child to kill himself. And, uh, spoiler alert, he is successful until <laughs> until the fucking dad makes a fucking deal with the devil at the end. Uh, I mean... Jesus. Uh, <laughs> crazy I, bitch. I, I have it, by the way. You want to hear it? Well, let's, let's kind of go over the plot a little bit. A little bit there. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, this has to be the fastest Twilight. And thank God the last video... Yes, I, that was my first note. I wrote last video exclamation point. Uh, it's then, like thank God last video, yay! Yeah, and then one of my next and actually notes the is, video yeah. kind of worked for this. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, I was noting also that each episode with the video effect or video, you know, shout out video gets a little bit better with the video. It still yeah. looks terrible, but this one is the least offensive looking. Yeah, but the story though. Uh, really takes over the offense thing. I, I, I don't I, mind the story. It's so dark. That's why it's weird. But the story is, isn't bad. It's just like, wait, she's, she's doing what? She's trying to get her grandson to kill himself. It, it's, and But the way, it's not like spelled out that that's what she's doing. It's just how Bill Moomy uh, says... Can I, you know, grandma wants me to come stay with her. Yeah. Can I, can I, can I, I mean, do you have a gun? Yeah. <laughs> you have a noose maybe, or some, you know, I don't know, cyanide. Uh, can I just start drinking things under the sink? What's the best way? Let's just find out <laughs> what, what leads me to grandma and her goddamn void that she's living in. So she gives him a phone for his birthday he talks to her on it while she's alive in the same room that we just heard. Um, eventually she dies right in the goddamn front of him. 
And oh, it, it's so awkward. Yeah. And and before she dies, you know it's not a good sign. You know you live in a fucked up world when I was talking about this during The Walking Dead, uh, Fear the Walking Dead, is when you just look at someone after you leave the room with someone who's uh, sick and you just leave the room and you just go, shake your head no. And the person's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, it's never a good sign. It's, it's never like a... It's like Happy Gilmore. Yeah. <laughs> the doctor never comes in and you're like, do I have AIDS? And he just goes and go, no. And then shake his head. <laughs> He's just like, no, no, you're fine. Like, you know what I mean? It's never like... Great news that you're getting with a negative, like that sort of head nut, head shake. It's a, the grammar goddamn dies. Anyway, uh, the kid is kind of, kind of upset, I guess. And then immediately he's like on the goddamn Fisher Price phone. And then, uh, the fucking mom is just like so pissed about this, him having a conversation with this woman. She's still jealous of her when she's goddamn dead. She will not (laughs) let it go. And, uh, women, women hold a grudge. Yeah, past the grave, dude. <laughs> like, dude, like, like if like, you know, guys, right? You, you get lady, lady, sit down. This is for the fellas. Fellas, what's up? You know, you, you know, you, you get into a fight. You, you put up your dukes, and then you she, get a beer. She nags and nags and nags. Right. <laughs> All right, ladies, come back. Uh, fellas, take a break. I'm so sorry about that. Um, Just saying, guys get over grudges pretty quick. Frank, you I'm talking know. to the ladies here. And sorry about ladies that, ladies. Just... Ladies, uh, give me a call. You know, your man's not listening. He's sitting over there. I just told him to sit down. Give me a call. Anyways, uh, we'll come back, fellas. So, yeah, in this guy, in, in every Twilight Zone episode, but especially this guy, whenever they touch a woman... Doesn't it feel like they're just going to beat the shit out of her at all times? Whenever they grab him by the arms, this guy, like, really snatches her and, like, holds her. I'm like, she's this family's shit. Let me just say that. This is a shit family. This is the Turdsburgs. They're fucking terrible. I hate this family. They all need to die. This is how it was in the 60s, buddy. Fuck the 60s, then. This family, need, this family, whole family needs to commit suicide in the koi pond. Yeah, a koi pod. It's not even like a, a serious body of water that he tries to drown himself. Eh, he for, might as well try to do it in a sink. I would love to see that more. <laughs> He's like holding a <laughs> glass of water. He tapes it around his mouth and nose like a weird horse feeding bag. <laughs> Just hold his head back. Oh, oh, here's some here's some fan trivia for you. Um, they, the um, <laughs> Buck. And, and um, they pushed so hard for Bill Mooney to actually get into the pond and act like he was drowning. I'm just However, they, uh, they they would not let them do it, and so you just hear a bunch of sound effects. Yeah, then you you never see uh, Bill Bill Mooney after he runs downstairs. Nope. So everything after he runs downstairs, this fucking child actor is gone. Uh, but but the plot he he talks to the mom, the grandma on the cell phone or the cell phone the the, the little Fisher Price phone the mom runs in eventually in the, Hell in the phone. Middle, middle of the night yeah <laughs> and then uh, she's like ah, and she throws it on the ground breaks it the kid freaks out and she's like, I heard her breathing yeah I heard her breathing you know what would have been better if we heard it yeah and she doesn't break it by the way yeah it's perfectly fine the kid just freaks out. Well, he's five. You know, because her husband talks to it later. (laughs) Yeah. The. God, this fucking episode. The. uh, 
The kid freaks out. He's already tried to kill himself twice at this point. You, you know, she said something very, very strange in the in the beginning. I, I just I, and I I play I I grabbed it. it I just want to play it. I mean, just to give you an idea of the feel of this episode. Okay, this is perfect right here. You think I'm too old to cut the cake, huh? <laughs> when I am that old, you get the shovel and dig the hole. <laughs> 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 Oh, you get wow. the shovel and you dig the hole. I mean, it's just so like, wait, what? <laughs> you God. know, because he's like, well, how about you let his mom cut the cake? What, I'm a too old to cut the cake? You know what? Uh, you get the shovel and you dig the hole. Uh, and, uh, you know, toss me in it. I'm still alive, but I'll be dead anyway. So, uh, just episode. odd, dude. Odd. The whole thing's odd and creepy and dark, and that's why I don't hate it. It's unique. I can't name another episode that's like like this. It's it's so weird. It makes up for all those episodes like uh, what the fuck is that name of that episode? Uh, Kick the can, but the one I'm trying to think of was, was it like the something pond where it's like, oh, the, the bewitching pool. Maybe that's what it is. It was the last episode where was, it makes up for those episodes. Well, I mean, it wasn't the last episode they filmed, but it was the last episode they aired. Yeah. It was written by uh, uh, Earl Hamner Jr. For some reason, every every story he ever wrote was like this, like, southern fried... They all suck. Jezebel. (laughs) Oh, my God. I hate hate that shit. I love Jezebel. uh, uh, Yeah. so, so, um, it's funny. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll see when we get there. See how you feel again. I had a couple of theories here. Okay. Uh, well, I guess just one theory and then one, a couple more observations. Um, I was noticing early on that everyone just ignores the mom. So I was like, is the mom a ghost? Didn't it feel like she was a ghost until the second half of the episode? Like, uh, like, no, no I think. Um, now, the whole thing that Beaumont was going for was the struggle between um, the mother-in-law and uh, the daughter-in-law. Both dead now. <laughs> right. But, you know, it's, it's about, you know, how, you know, um, apparently she had two kids before Chris which is the father, and they were taking from her? Yeah. That, that's all they said. They, so it's not like he they, said he lost, she lost them, which you know, I assume mean they died. Yeah, yeah. But, and then on her deathbed, I, I, it was just very weird. Um, it was like, uh, it, you know, it's me, Chris, your son. Uh, I don't have a son, Chris. I only have Billy now. Uh, a woman took Chris. Yeah. And she, and the woman who she's referring to is standing uh, right next to her. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so on her deathbed, she's cursing this woman out, basically. Yeah. And, and like you're mentioning, the woman's going to hold a grudge. Right, ladies? Right, ladies? <laughs> you took my son away from me by marrying him when he was like 30. <laughs> you know what I would have loved? Is if uh, the grandma's dying and she's like, 
I just want to say goodbye to my family. And they're just like, go fuck yourself, lady. And then they just all leave the room before she dies. <laughs> just make her die alone. You goddamn bitch. Here's your fucking Fisher-Price phone. Take that shit. Take it to the grave, literally. Oh, she did. Bitch. She does. And then, not for nothing, I, I personally can't stand kids, right? So whenever I watch something with a kid in it, I'm like, ugh. But, I don't know, Bill Mooney is one of those kid actors that I really don't get that feeling uh, from. I love you know in Space. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Wait, I sound like I was sexually in him when the way I said, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he does it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Little Billy Mooney. Huh? His cornfield. It's, it's a good thing that he's talking on the phone, Phoenix. It's very good. <laughs> There's a man, Grandma. <laughs> Won't quit calling me. <laughs> that woman's a bad woman. <laughs> Do Grandma's we... thinking evil thoughts about her. <laughs> Do we ever hear Grandma's voice on the phone? Never. Yeah, I don't think so. I was thinking, just thinking about that when we started recording. I'm like, I don't remember hearing her voice actually. I can't. I like that because it leaves it ambiguous. But you know, maybe it's like, in the kid's head. Well, I mean, this is what you get, and uh, I labeled this one, Billy Talks to Old Bag. <laughs> Listen. Oh, for heaven's sake. Hi, Michael, we're back. What's this business about you running into the street? Oh. No, he had us worried. I'm sorry. Well, why'd you do it? I don't know. No. Billy, who were you talking to on the phone just now? Nobody. Don't fib to me, Billy. Who are you talking to? You? You're going to tell me you hear now. I mean it. Easy. You got him, ghost. Get out of here. Hey. Does she? Why, sure she does, Billy. Are you just playing the episode? Um, Billy, I'm going to tell you something. Okay, I didn't label this one very well. <laughs> Okay, this so, was labeled uh, yeah. the episode. <laughs> oh, here it is. Where she... Yeah, okay. This is what I was talking about. Who are you? I'm your son. Chris. Your son. No. No. My son was taken away from me by a woman. This is my son now. Billy. My son. It just gets darker and darker. What's the matter, Grandma? It will be so lonely. I wish you could go with Grandma, Billy. What? I mean, <laughs> I wish, you know, because I'm very selfish and don't care about anybody else but yeah. myself. The the end phone call when the father okay Billy goes and jumps in the goddamn koi pond after he tries to jump from a car. He's successful yeah. in suicide pretty much, except for a phone call saves his life because the dad runs upstairs, and then instead of going, "Hey, you selfish goddamn whore bitch," obviously don't kill the five year old you fucking psychopath from beyond the grave. Do I really have to make this phone call to you? Really, you bitch? And then he goes downstairs and the kid should be alive because obviously she, he should be alive. 
this goddamn bitch. I hate her. Uh, I, I I have that queued up, by the way, because le- now, mind you, this this end, uh, you know, phone call, right? The the uh, you know between you know his mom and him and him pleading for you know whatever. It, Rod hated the first draft of it and told them to rewrite it, and this is what they come up with. And there's a part in here where I'm like, like he starts rambling off shit. That he still hasn't done yet, and uh, I just want to—I just want to see if you like caught the same thing that I caught, and I'm—and it's just so, so damn odd, right? Before you play that, can I mention that this whole scene felt like those like uh, those religious movies that are coming out a lot lately, that were like the. Like Kevin Sorbo is making a lot of these. It's where there's like God's Not Dead movies. That's one. That's the name of one of them. It's like these weird family films that they're trying to make, but it has like a God-centered theme to it, and it feels like the character who's like they always have a character in those movies where he's off the path, he's given up on religion, and then at the you know at the end he's got to have that big you know the big turnaround where he accepts his faith, and this is what this scene feels like to me. It's so dramatic in the way. If you want to go ahead and play it there, yeah, it's so over okay. the top. Yeah, I mean, you know what? To be honest with you, I I can't agree with you more, dude. Like you nailed it. I mean, I haven't seen the movies, but just the premise alone, like this is exactly what it is. Mother, if you can hear me, listen. You said you loved Billy. At his birthday, you. You picked him up and then you hugged him. And you said he gave you life again. If you really love Billy, give him back. He's only five. He hasn't even started. He doesn't know anything about going to school. Our girlfriends are wearing long pants, even pitching a baseball. He's hardly been out of this room, out of this house. There's a whole world he hasn't even touched. You said Billy gave you life again. Now you can give him life. If you really love him, let him live. Give him back. Give him back, Mom. I believe. The, by the way, the first time he plays with the phone that we see him, you know, looking at, uh, talking to his grandma, he's wearing long pants. I thought the same thing. Yeah, I did notice that when he said that. I, I was about to write down in my notes, and I was like, nah, we'll talk about it. I almost guarantee it. So oh, I'm yeah. glad it came up, because I did definitely notice that. Because what the fuck do pants have to do with growing up? Little kids wear pants all the time. In fact, it's more of a rarity to wear shorts, isn't it? 
you know what? I don't even wear shorts in the summer. I used to only wear shorts, and now I only wear pants, pretty much. And that's insane since you live in the desert. Yeah, but I don't know. It's a, I guess you get used to it, right? Yeah, definitely. It's a dry heat. And I don't go outside, so, you, you know, I'm inside. Uh, so, okay, okay, this is what I want to get to, because this is bugging the shit out of me. I've been thinking about it the whole time you were playing that long clip. The, and it is long. Yes, it is way. very long. The oh. the kid ends, ends up living, which, to which in in one side here represents the fact that the grandma let him go, which also suggests that the fact that this grandma has this actual hold over his life or death, which is fucking bizarre. So very. the grandma's spirit must actually be there killing the kid. That's what that means. Otherwise, she would have no effect on his life or death. She's just trying to draw him over. Okay, so besides that. We don't ever hear her voice. So, it's either it's all happening like like we're seeing it and it's all real. The grandma's trying to kill him like a selfish bitch whore. Or <laughs> she's not talking to anybody. This is just a goddamn plastic phone. And, and Billy's suicidal. It, Billy's just the, flat out suicidal. The, the entire family's on acid. Yes. This is uh, such a fucked up family. It's a shit family. It, doesn't that make sense, though? If if we don't hear her voice, that's open to interpretation. We're allowed to think Billy's a goddamn self-murdering little child. <laughs> Just, like, wants sweet, sweet relief. Push, he wants to shove off this mortal coil and join his grandma. It's so fucked up. Well, maybe the grandma could see into the future and realize that he had a gift. And eventually he's going to end the whole world. And oh, turn shit. people's head into a spring. Part two. <laughs> God damn it. I, mean, I can't I... wait to get to that one. <laughs> Anyways. Do you have any notes left for this? Because I'm out. Other than Rod just weirdly hanging out in their dining room when he did the intro. <laughs> it's like steps in from the other room like he's stealing fucking stuff out of the fridge or something. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, he, you know, he's got the cat litter. Yeah, he's, he's just cleaning up the cat litter, and then he starts talking. Oh, hi! Looking, <laughs> looking for nom noms in the cat litter box. Oh, hi. Hey, oh, there's there's my cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. I would love if he's yeah, like I mean, in one of the episodes. He's grabbing booze out of like the tank of a toilet. <laughs> like he's hiding it. In the, he's hiding his booze in his family's house, in, like toilet. Oh my god, I would love that. In the one episode, he's got this, you know, weird, you know, silver thing with a spoon, <laughs> and just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi guys! Oh, uh, yeah. I want to see the meth out where he screams and the camera turns on him. <laughs> oh, what? Uh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I I have the outro and, uh, what what like I had to listen to this outro probably ten times. To try to understand what he was saying. Okay. I'm I still don't have a damn clue. The kid <laughs> lives, by the way. Billy lives. Which means no, he, if Billy's uh, suicidal, it's short lived. And so is Billy. <laughs> well, we don't know. I mean And so are his pants. Short. Hey, he's he gets to wear long pants now. Thank you. Maybe. God. Unless and he's girls. suicidal, in which case he'll just do it again. Yeah, Billy wants well, out. He wants out of this shit family. <laughs> He just wants grandma. I'm surprised he didn't try to rig that into a real gun. The one, the one that he got for his birthday. <laughs> and to be honest with you, like 
this this episode, like when I first watched it, you know, <laughs> which wasn't long ago. I mean, it kind of tugged at my heartstrings and all because I miss my grandmother. Yeah, but eventually, it it stopped tugging <laughs> yeah. at the heartstrings, and the jaw just dropped because I'm like, they're really going all out here. Um, wow. Yeah. Okay. She's, she's like actually pure evil. Yeah. There's no yeah. other explanation. She's a psychopath from beyond the grave. I mean, you're dead. You've got time to wait. Yeah. You know what I thought this episode was, looking back, before we started talking about this a few weeks ago, when you let me know what was going on, I was like, oh, yeah, that is how that goes. I, in my in my memory uh, from a childhood, because I haven't seen this episode in forever, I thought the, the whole twist was that he was speaking to his dead grandma. Not that she dies halfway through, then we know the whole time he's speaking to his dead grandma. I thought that was the actual twist. Um... I think you're getting two different Twilight Zone episodes uh, twisted together because there is another one where um, uh, it was like an old lady um, and like there's a court, there's like a phone. I I don't know. We'll we'll get to it, but it's really insane uh, where like a telephone wire fell off of a telephone pole next to a grave or something. And it was just kind of laying there. So she was talking to some ghost. Huh. Or, or they kept prank calling her. I don't know. Maybe you're... No, I don't think you're getting that one mixed up. I'm not sure. This is. I remember this one. I just thought that was what the twist was. I just put a little a little childhood spin on it there. Um, before you play that clip, the outro, because then okay. we're officially done. I'm really looking forward to our next three weeks of recording, because it's going to be three of my top four episodes coming up here. Same here, brother. I mean, I love the next one. I really do. I I always have. Just the simplicity of it. And I always like time travel kind of of stories, you know? I'm not referring to that one, but I also like that episode you're referring to, the Rip Rip Ran Winkle caper. Jesus Christ, that's hard to say. Uh, uh, I, yeah, I mean, Rip Ran Winkle caper is in my top ten. It's one of the forty in your top ten. That's good. <laughs> Fifty. Because I like, um, I love the silence. I know you don't really care for it that much, but I love shadow play and then obsolete man and and where the Rue Martian please stand up is coming up. Dude, I'm telling you, like all of like the ones coming up are are all in my top three. <laughs> <laughs> Every single, all of them. I, dude, season two ends strong. Yeah, definitely. I'll give it, it that. It ends much stronger than the beginning. With some of those early ones are rough, and even Oof. in the middle, uh, it does have a very strong ending. But we'll get there. The outro goes as following, and that is coming up. Telephone, an act of faith, a set of oh, did you want me to play it? I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no. I, I was talking over. It. That's why I did that face. Ah, go ahead and play. Well, because you it went as following, and I just wanted to just go boom, and it was like that's that's chemistry right there between. I, I, I thought you Phoenix were Wes and Lynx, but no, you're fiddling <laughs> with a cigarette, and I was like, he's not playing it. Oh, he is. Yeah, I was ready, and it goes as following: a toy telephone, an act of faith, a set of improbable circumstances, all combined to probe a mystery, to fathom a depth. To send a facet of light into a dark after region. To be believed or disbelieved. 
depending on your frame of reference. A fact or a fantasy, a substance or a shadow, but all of it very much a part of the Twilight Zone. What the fuck is he talking about? So he's, he's kind of going off my theory there of this kid might be making it up and suicidal. He has no fucking clue. He just said, fact or fantasy, you decide. He literally, I mean, wish you were here, might as well be playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Was, I, I, I got to admit, since I started taking notes and watching these, I kind of tune out the rod intro and rod outro. I like you can't. I, I listen to them every time before that, but this when I start doing these, I'm like, all right, I'll focus on the episode here. Because I know you're going to play them, so I kind of like, <laughs> I don't know, it's fun. So the, oh, and like, and like you kind of wait to really dive into them. Yeah, them. exactly, because I don't, I realize I'm like, I'm five and a half seconds, six seconds into his closing speech, and I'm like, I, what, what? <laughs> like, I'll, I'll figure it out during the show, whatever. It's like, Rod, what the fuck did that mean? <laughs> that one was really out there, though. Uh, Jesus Christ. To be believed or disbelieved. Um, <laughs> As with everything. Depending uh, on your perception of what you think is true or not true. If you want to believe that or not, you, you're free to choose or not choose. If you choose to not choose or not choose that, that's fine. Yeah. Or not fiction fine. Or nonfiction of fiction. Or like a factual <laughs> nonfiction or like a fictional faction. Jesus wow. Christ. Mind blown. Mind blown. <laughs> Okay, so let's get out of here. You want to do your plugs? Oh, no, you got to give it a rating for it. I already did, seven. Oh, yeah, it is a seven. Right. That's right. That's good. It's, it's, I only give it a seven because it's so fucking weird. Like, the plot itself is interesting enough, but the execution of it is just goddamn bonkers. I don't know how else to describe it. <laughs> and And like most Twilight Zone episodes, the acting in this episode is what saved it yeah yeah and because Bill Bloom, that Bill Bloom is no. awesome yeah no, didn't mean to interrupt you go ahead sorry no 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 I was agreeing with you no yeah the acting's really good in this uh even the grandma she's got this weird thing going on with her eyes I'm not quite sure what's going on there uh, uh it, it's called dying is that what it is <laughs> is that what that is because it's uh, terrifying. I don't. I don't want to do that. I'm, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna be immortal. I don't want you to die me? either. I'm just gonna be immortal. I decided right now. When I grow up, I want to be immortal. It's that old fu- that Futurama quote. I love it. He's like, thanks to denial, I'm de- I'm immortal. <laughs> uh, love it. And anyway, I fucked it up still, but you know what I meant. Uh, yeah, this is a good episode. It's not great. Uh, someone put it here in their. Top 50 Twilight episodes on this list here. I don't know about that. What, you're reading a review? No, it's an IMDb list. I guess it'd be the top 50 because, you know, 50 out of 156 is not too shabby. What's the top third? Uh, top third? Uh, yeah, okay. I think it would probably be closer to 60, 70 for me. I don't know. I When we get done here, I do want to go back and actually rate them. We even talked about during the doing the season recaps. Maybe we'll do that yeah. after season two. Anyway, um, you said you gave it a seven. I gave it a seven. There you go, citizens. Uh, and uh, plugs. I forgot what the word was called. <laughs> oh, yeah, those things. Um, uh, uh, you know, way off topic radio. Um, at links on Twitter. And uh, 
We just hit 100 followers on this fine program's Twitter, Phoenix. Did we really? Yes, we did. And that's uh, uh, at L-I-W, the TZ Review. Go follow that feed or Twitter handle or Tweedle that twat feed, whatever. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. My mind is shot after this fuck of an episode. It is so goddamn dark. Uh, you know where to find me, LIWstudios.com. Forgot the rest. LIWstudios.com. I'll slow it down for you. Uh, yeah, until next time. In the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. I'm Frank Lakes. So long, homicidal grandmas.